Welcome to BP Leadership Podcast, where real leaders are made. I'm your host, Bill Purvis. Today's episode, by the way, is the final episode of my conversation with Officer David Josie. And we've been in this series now called Back the Blue. Uh, we've been talking about his undercover life and things like that and and, uh, and and what it was like to live in seasons of his life away from his family, away from his friends, as he was working on cases and building cases. And uh, and we are really going to enjoy this broadcast today. In fact, it's lasted a lot longer because we've got so much content, had a lot of good feedback as well. And uh, he's literally had, today we'll talk about some of the things we've discussed, like uh, he's actually had people thanking him for putting him in jail when they got out because it changed their life. Uh, and then uh, he, he'll he tell you a funny story, I think, that's hilarious about a guy that he busted. And you know how you get to rat on somebody if you want to get your charges reduced? And the guy ratted on his own mother. So you're going to learn a lot of lot of interesting stuff today with David. He's my friend, and I've been blessed to have him here, as I know you will be. So I'm looking forward to hearing today's podcast with David Josie. Let's get started. Now, have you ever had anybody that ever got out that said afterwards, you know, that they got their life straight, that you see that they're doing well since then? Yeah, I've had, uh, I've met several uh-huh. and, uh, you know, and for example, mm-hmm. in a restaurant mm-hmm. and actually my partner and I mm-hmm. uh, were off and, mm-hmm. and it's goes back to the whole family thing, yeah. you know, it's like family. So even yeah. when you're off work, you know, you know, you and you you know, still... your, your best friends and you're like brothers. Yeah, that's right. And so you, you do stuff together when you're off. Mm-hmm. And so we'd go eat, you know, we were eating lunch mm-hmm. and old boy came around and, uh, he, you know, Hey, you remember me? Mm-hmm. I said, no, shut up. Yeah. yeah, you should. You put me in prison. You remember me? Uh-uh. And I'm going, ah, all right, if I put you in prison, evidently you remember me, but no, nah, I'm sorry. Right. And, uh, and he said, well, it, it, you ain't scared uh, being here you know, being here with me? And I said, no, I ain't scared. Yeah. I said, how about you? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah. so then he goes, you know, you know, I, 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 I'm glad I went to prison. You how know, about that? You know, you know, I just, I am glad. Wow. You know, thank you. And, and I've put all that behind me now. And, I, and then, you know, and I'm going, yeah, sure you have. Yeah. And I'm telling him, I said, yeah, sure you have. Are you sure you put this behind yeah. you? I said, no, uh-uh, no, I ain't, I ain't going to prison again. Wow. Yeah, I'm done with that. Yeah. How and, about uh, that? I was like, all right, man. I said, you know, if you can do if you can stay out, yeah. find you a good job. That's right. a good life going, then That's more right. power to you. That's right. Yeah. That, now, let me ask you this. What would you, what would you say to somebody that was wanting to get in law enforcement and, you know, I know there's that there's that danger side, but there's that adrenaline side, and there's the good side. There's the part that you're making a huge difference. If you were recruiting for that, what would you say to somebody if you was if if you were talking to somebody and they were looking at? I'm thinking about going into it. Uh, how would you like to have a family of over uh, 300 people? Wow! And 300 people that have your back. Yeah. And we we take care of each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's. It's a good life. Yeah. And you know, you start off in patrol, mm-hmm. but you work your way and you work your way in which direction you want to work. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And cause like I said, you know, my whole growing up as a kid watching Miami Vice, mm-hmm. I loved Miami Vice. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, you know, I'd like to do that. I'd right. Like to do that. And so some of the top people that were in Metro that were real popular and I got to know. Yeah. And uh, so I'm like, you know, that's where I want to go. Yeah. That, and that's where I ended up. Yeah. That'd be a good word, though, to somebody, if, if somebody was looking at it. Because what you did was you sold it on, 
on the good, the family, and all the other things yes. that are benefits. Oh, and it is. The yeah. Ben- benefits good and, uh, you know, the uh, retirement, you know, if you right stay as long as I stay, then, yeah. you, know, you know, I'll have the retirement coming in. That's right. So it, it works out. It works good. And you got how many more years before you retire? Uh Actually, I can go now. Uh huh. As soon as you give me a job here. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. Probably uh, a year or two. Okay. Okay. Probably. Wow. Gosh. Yeah. That is that. You you don't realize it. I guess you get into it and then you look back one day and say, "Man, where did the years go?" Oh, it does. It flies by. I know. I know. It but does. you can see all the changes. I, I I know this. Our area in this area over here, we're we're definitely blessed because the law enforcement in this area really is at a different level, and they're they're good. There's not enough of them, uh, but they're 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 really fantastic. And uh, the ones, every one of them I know, are just as good as as you, you can trust them with your life. And, and they are. And. Ninety nine point nine percent of the the police officers, you know, yeah, give you the shirt off the back if you need it. Yeah, so it's they, pr- they are good. It's probably like with police, the same thing it is with everybody else, and even with pastors. If they're if they're a bad cop, they get all the attention and recognition, and people exactly. get, and they notice them. Yeah, and ninety nine percent of them are as good as can be, but that one percent over there. Get some all labeled. Yeah, well, that could be on the other side of the United States. Yeah, and we we hear about it. Yeah, you know, all y'all dirty. Yeah, so, I imagine so and so in Arizona. Yeah, so what he did. That's right. You know, yeah, that's that's one that messed up. That's right. That's right. You know, that ain't all of us. Yeah, and they and they act like you're supposed to answer for him when when you're as yeah. disgusted with his behavior as they are. Exactly. I know. I exactly. Know. And that's the sad part of times now is the you know a lot of people targeting police officers. I know. I and know. Just had that one. Was that New Jersey? Yes, in New that, Jersey. That group. That yes, I know. A police officer because he was a yep. police officer. Yep. I think that's one of the. My thought, thing is that's one of the last um, signs that a society is falling apart when they they've already rejected God. They've already rejected their their family, you know, and their their religion and Christianity and everything else. And they've just rejected almost everything. That's you know, and there's tons of views with abortion and and everything else but then there comes a time they say okay we don't want any law we don't any restraints and and we're we're opposed to law enforcement and i feel like that's kind of like the last line that they've crossed all the rest of and that's about the last thing because where do you go from there exactly and uh and it's yeah that couple ended up getting killed so i believe that's i don't know if that's what they actually wanted to yeah to put themselves out i know i know it's it's and it's sad to me to see Good officers who who are doing nothing but just doing their job, and then they're taken out by somebody with they've not done anything. You know, they they didn't even have a chance to prepare themselves. Exactly, and that's been several that were sitting in their cars at night, you know, yeah, at red lights or sitting, you know, working on a report in the car. I know, and you know these stupid people come yeah. up and shoot them through the window. That's right. Their attitude, and then on top of that, some of the same people that that have no regards for human life there with policemen are the same ones that want to call the police and want them at their house as soon as something goes wrong. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 We heard yeah. a noise. Somebody's breaking in. We need a policeman. Where are y'all at? Hurry up. And yeah. I'm thinking, yeah. you're the same ones as trashing them every time you turn around, and now all of a sudden you want one. You know? And yeah. so I know that that's would be the next time somebody breaks in your house, don't call 911, call a crackhead. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. that's it. Our department here is good. It yes. Is, uh, it's, I'm proud of them. And, uh, you know, I said, yeah, they do a good job. Yeah. 
And you got in Columbus, you've got the fire department and you've got the sheriff's office. And yes. then you have the marshals too, I think. Yeah, yes. But but I think the sheriff's department, they don't deal with the same thing though, do they? Uh, not really. Now they have uh, a detective unit. Okay. And they do do some investigation work. Mm-hmm. And at nighttime, the sheriff's deputies actually get out and patrol. Mm-hmm. And their main thing is doing the warrants. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I know. Let me ask you this: on some of those times when you would, if you if you busted somebody and then they turned in somebody above them. And then if they turn into somebody, how far, about how long has that chain gone before? Have you ever seen it just keep on going? He said, man, before it's over, we've got a set of dominoes here. And you drag it as far as high as you can get it. It's yeah. Like, like a ladder. Really? One step at a time. You know, yeah. You know, what can you do? What can you do? What can you do? Right. And because you're, you're wanting to get the top guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can, get, you can keep going all the way back. <laughs> That's funny because you'd think. You'd think after a while somebody would just say, no, I'm not giving it up. But if they just keep giving it up, you say, man, I, that one bus just led to about 15 different people on the radar. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. It goes back to the boy that did his mama. Yeah, I know. I know. I, and I think I know that boy, which is worse. Uh, you do. I do. Yeah, and I, and I know his mama. Yeah, you and, do. And I would have never thought his mama. I, I knew she was cranked up. You know, I didn't know she was on meth. But, uh, but I swear. You know, and then uh, I guess, and she got her own boy on it too. So, you know, or knew he was doing it. Well, I think you yeah, understand it was a family affair for the money. Yeah, to start with, which he yeah. was doing it, but yeah, got her into it and the money. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yep. So, is there that much money in it? It's it, it don't it doesn't last. It doesn't last, right? No, it doesn't last. I yeah, mean, it's not a it, it's not a steady income. Yeah, you know for. You know, that level of, you know, the, the local and, dope dealers. Right. And it'll last a little while, and they're either in jail or, and that's, you know, a lot of our murders mm-hmm. are drug dealers killing drug dealers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and we've had a lot of that lately. Yes, we we've have. had a lot of a lot of gangs and young kids in gangs. It is. And, yeah. You know, that goes back to what you were saying, the way times are going. Yeah. That they don't care. I know. I know. And, you know, there's. A lot of people nowadays just soon you know, kill oh. somebody and go to prison. Okay, I'll go to prison. Yeah. I listened to a guy's story the other day. I wish I could remember his name. I listened to this guy's story. His name was K okay, his name was Kalen Moore. And I I'd encourage everybody to look it up, Google it, whatever. But uh the the kid he he changed his life when he was living in Compton and he said I was hanging out with two other friends and I asked they were talking, they were like thirteen and one of them said, when I get to be, somehow, when I get to be 16, I'm going to kill somebody and get in prison, and I'm going to join the Bloods. And the other one said, yeah, I'm going to do this crime, and I'm going to go to prison, and I'm going to be a part of the Crips. And he said, I'm sitting there thinking, that's the choice? You know, he said, my father's already in prison, and now my two best friends are talking about they're going to be in the Crips of the Bloods when they're in prison. And he, Crazy. yeah, he went out and literally changed his life, became an Oxford graduate, played college football, just had a story that was amazing. But he told about how that as a child there in Compton, that was the only dream they had was when they got older, they were going to go to prison and join a gang. And, uh, and you know, we just – some of us don't even think that way. Exactly, but yeah, crazy. Yeah. So I guess for that kind of lifestyle, it would be. You yeah, know, if, yeah. I met a guy in Puerto Rico, of all places, that he uh, supposedly was one of the number one drug dealers – 
mm-hmm. uh, in Puerto Rico, that area, right? U.S. Virgin Islands, mm-hmm. and he got caught in a near-death experience to him, mm-hmm. and he did go to prison. But when mm-hmm. he got out, and he's been out for. 10, 15 years. Right. And when he got out, and now he is an ordained preacher. Mm-hmm. And his thing is to, he hits the streets. Yeah. And goes to the drug areas mm-hmm. and tries to pull these people away from drugs. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's, there was a guy, I don't know if you know, Teen Challenge was started that way. A guy named David Wilkerson went up to New York City and started going to the gangs and reaching the gangs. Uh-huh. And as a result of that, he reached a guy named Nicky Cruz, who had been the head of one of the major gangs there. And Nicky Cruz came to kill him and, and pulled out a switchblade on him. And somehow in the conversation, Nicky laid the switchblade down and started talking to him. And he gave his life to God. So he went back to the gang and got the gang to start coming to church and got David to start preaching. And then they built a church <laughs> and had all the other gangs coming. And they wrote a book called The Cross and the Switchblade. And, but but that was this one oh, guy cool. that went to New York City and said, I'm going to go meet the heads of the gangs. And he asked him who the meanest was, and the meanest was Nicky Cruz at that time. Oh. And if you ever hear Nicky's testimony, I've heard him now. He's like in his 70s. But he talks about how that he said, I was so hardened and I was so caught up in my lifestyle. It was all I ever knew. And he said, and here was this guy came on our turf, and he's not selling drugs, but he's talking about God. And he says, I'm going to go run him off. And he says, the more I'm talking to him, the more he's telling about what I need. Uh, so his story is really crazy. And he's been saved like 30 years now and all that. Oh, that's cool. But that was how Teen Challenge, the national organization, got, got started. That's yep. all right. Got started one guy going to the gangs. And uh, and he had, they even had a night one time where they had the Bloods, the Crips, and all the gangs meet in New York and not fight. And somehow that was a big, big moment, you know, and, so we all got there and talked, and, and so the police were even shocked at that. But it was really the gospel that kind of did the change for a lot of them. And so, that's cool. Yeah, that's – well, David, you've been, for me, uh, both a friend for years and a protector, and, and I, I couldn't ask anybody better. And Thank I, you. I'm always safe when I'm with you and I always for my family has been and the church has always been. The security you provide for us has been fabulous. But I've always noticed, you know, I knew your story, and I want to get what I could get on this podcast <laughs> that that wouldn't, because I know you get cases still pending, and you got other stuff and other. So, without revealing a lot, but just to have the chance to to get to know some, and and uh, and I look forward. I know these listeners that we get, they'll they'll like hearing about some of the things that go on behind the scenes, and and uh, and hopefully it'll make them have a new regard and a real appreciation for 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 back in the blue. And so, well, thank that's you. my hope. All right, well, that is part four of Bill's conversation with David Josie in our Back the Blue series here on the BP Leadership Podcast. And in our next episode, we're going to keep this series going strong with officers Bill and Don Tuning. Fantastic podcast with some great stories just like David had to share about their experience and their time on the police force. So you'll get to hear some of that as well as some situations that went wrong quick and a rookie mistake that Bill Tuning made early on in his career that really could have cost him. So I hope you're ready because it is fantastic stuff. So make sure you do not miss that by hitting the subscribe button. Hit the subscribe button, whatever podcast platform you're on, so that you can stay notified when our upcoming episodes air, as well as if you're on YouTube, hit the bell so that you can get notified and stay in the loop as well. Well, like I said, glad you guys tuned in for this one. Make sure you're ready for our next episode coming soon. And as always, remember that this is where real leaders are made. See y'all next time.